Hello, hello. Welcome back to the new Bucket List Podcast. My name is Lisa, your Bucket List Coach. Today on the podcast, I've got Dr. Michelle Muggy. She is a psychologist hailing from Phoenix, Arizona, specializing in trauma and anxiety for over almost 15 years. Dr. Muggy learned a lot during her enlistment in the U.S. Army on handling stress both professionally and personally. Her love of serving others doesn't stop there. She also volunteers at the Red Cross. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, thanks for having me. Great. So let's just let's start with the basics here. So uh, today uh, we're talking about social anxiety. So what exactly is social anxiety? Well, social anxiety is a mental health disorder um, that people experience when they have <clears throat> an intense and persistent fear of being watched or judged by others. Um, it's a little bit different from um, feeling shy or um, introverted. Um, it, it can it can impact someone to the point where they can't function at work, they can't function in school, and um, they just have a huge um, discomfort around just being seen by people. Wow. So that's, uh, when I read the definition of social anxiety, it I found that it was probably labeled as being an introvert or just being shy. So mm-hmm. what is the difference between like being an introvert or just being shy instead of being having social anxiety? Well, shyness is more of like a personality trait. So someone who can be quiet and so soft spoken, but um, they don't necessarily have a significant fear of talking to people or being judged. Um, they can still lead a normal life. They can still function very well in school and at work, um, but they don't have that intense um, kind of like a phobia of talking in front of people or even raising their hand in school. They're just quiet. Um, and so someone with social anxiety is going to struggle with um, basic symptoms of anxiety like increased heart palpitations, they start to get sweaty, they may develop nausea, um, and this, again, that intense fear and wanting to just escape. Wow. So it does, can you have an anxiety attack if you have social anxiety, or is that a different type of anxiety? That can be one of the symptoms of social anxiety, having a panic attack, definitely. Is there, is there something that causes this, like a, like a traumatic event, or is this something that would maybe develop over time? Um, typically, at least with the clients I work with, um, they do experience some form of trauma um, in their childhood, um, and, and it could range anywhere from, you know, difficulties with parents or in school. Um, it, it, it just depends on the person. So does, what kind of activities do people living with social anxiety have a lot of trouble doing besides just speaking to people? That could range anywhere from sending out an email, you know, not knowing what to write down and procrastinating and sending out that email or 
Um, sending out even a text can be really difficult for them because they tend to overthink it. Um, they start to judge themselves and fear that, you know, if they send out that text or email, it's going to be wrong. Um, and so it builds up that, that sense of shame that can be really debilitating for them. Um, this happens <clears throat> with kids in school who are too afraid to raise their hand. Or if you know someone that tends to procrastinate in getting schoolwork or um, work tasks done because they have to share it with someone because someone mm -hmm. is going to read it. It's kind of like um, if you've heard of that term imposter syndrome. Yes. Someone with social anxiety. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat's itching. <laughs> someone with so social anxiety um, may have, um, a case of that imposter syndrome. So they're always afraid that they're going to be seen as someone who isn't good at what they're doing or doesn't know what they're doing, um, no longer an expert in their field. A lot of professionals um, can suffer from this as well. Wow. I, I feel like I feel like so many of these symptoms are so common and people often brush them off or think that it's a part of their personality instead. Yeah, they can. The, the one thing you have to really look at when considering is this an actual mental health disorder is how much of an impact is it having on your life? Is it preventing you from completing tasks, from getting that job? Um, from doing the things that you want to do or meeting the people that you want to meet? Is it getting in the way of your social activities? Oh, yes. Yes. I, I wasn't, I'm, I'm pretty, well, I'm, in, I'm an introvert, but I'm one of those, you know, hybrids. So mm -hmm. when I'm with people, I'm very gregarious and funny and all that. And I talk a lot. And then at an event, actually, um, I was at the Matthew Hussey's retreat in Florida and um it was just during it's just a dance party and I was like no one wants you to me to be here I felt so judged I felt like everyone was moving away from me I was like I gotta go and I just left mm -hmm. that was the first time it ever happened and then I was at Lewis House's uh Summit of Greatness and the same thing happened again at the, the very last night, like the send off for the conference right. it happened again. And that's when I really started thinking about it. This is yeah. definitely something that can be, um, I guess, cured. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But it's something that you have to be able to I, first identify, accept that it's happening to you and then mm -hmm. address those issues that are triggering those um, those anxieties, yeah. those fears. Yeah. Yeah. So, another, go ahead. Oh, one thing um, to also distinguish the difference between just shyness and social anxiety is that there's those negative emotions, negative feelings, and negative beliefs about oneself um, associated with social anxiety. So, someone who's shy doesn't necessarily believe that they're not good enough. Um, that they're bad, but someone with social anxiety, those are the things that they fear that they're going to be seen as bad, not good enough. And again, it triggers that intense sense of shame. Wow. That's a really, really good uh, way to define 
each of those. One is more negative. The other one is just a personality trait where they're not necessarily negative about it. I Wow, I, that really mm-hmm. clears things up for me. I'm sure the listeners are feeling the same way. Um, so what can people do daily to help lessen the symptoms of social anxiety? Practice. <laughs> and practice reaching out to people and talking to the ones that they trust initially. It's mm-hmm. going to be hard for them to just, you know, all of a sudden reach out and just talk to strangers, especially with people who are authority figures or um uh, parental figures, but just practice reaching out to people um, and really focusing on their own self-care. What is it that they're doing on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis to nurture themselves, mm-hmm. to ground themselves, and to find a way just to relax some of those um, those negative thoughts or the the feelings that come up. Oh. The, yes, those are great tips. There's so many things like like self-care that people um, say they're, oh, I'm too busy or I'll do it mm-hmm. later. And they should be, a, they should make them a priority. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't practice self-care, it's going to add to the stress. And someone who has social anxiety, if they're struggling with intense stress on a daily basis and they're not giving themselves an opportunity to um, nurture themselves, that's going to create more anxiety um, and lead to more um, issues in the future. They're not going to have, they're not going to have the energy or the, um, yeah, the energy to, to practice what they need to do to overcome the anxiety. Wow. Absolutely. Yes. I'm kind of, uh, that's what I'm discovering is that um, through the social anxiety kind of um, I'm self-sabotaging myself into not mm-hmm. doing the self-care, which I'm now aware of that I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm working yeah. to fix that. I got me a pedicure on Sunday. I'm feeling fabulous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a small step. Absolutely. It's all those little things like giving yourself a pedicure, a manicure, facial, massage, getting your hair done. It may seem minor to some people, but it's those little things that's going to allow you to build a little bit of self-confidence in yourself um, and feel a little bit more energized. And that'll give you a little bit of push to tackle something else that's a little bit more stressful. Yes, I'm I'm making a point to actually do something at least once per month Mm -hmm. um, for self-care instead of pushing it off like I always do. Um, but yeah, so what, what can people be doing and they may not even know it to make their symptoms worse? I feel like I'm going to be guilty of some of these. <laughs> <laughs> to themselves or to yeah. others? Yeah. To, to themselves. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Again, on top of not engaging in their own self care, um, a lot of them will avoid the event or the activity because they're so fearful of being judged and, and they, it's a form of escape. And once they are able to escape it, they feel that sense of relief. Unfortunately, when you do that over and over again, it reinforces that fear to continue to stay and build every time you have to confront it again in the future. So the, if you avoid it, 
um, and you approach it again, the fear may be even worse. I wish you could see me right sense? now because I'm like <laughs> hiding behind a pillow because I'm so <laughs> guilty of all of those things. I will, I'll have that sense of dread, the pressure in my chest and be like, I don't, I don't want to go. And then mm-hmm. when I, I cancel or I just plan never say yes to going to, um, an event or there's, I get an invitation. I immediately feel better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Guilty. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately it, it doesn't last very long because then most people will look back on it and think, Oh, I should have gone. It wouldn't have been that bad. Um, and now I feel like a failure. And so that all reinforces that. Um, that imposter syndrome, that those negative emotions, those negative belief system about yourself because you didn't push through that obstacle. And then you, if you miss out on something because of that fear, then you put yourself down again. And so it's that never ending cycle. Yes. I, I do get a little bit of FOMO uh, mm-hmm. when I don't go and I hear about all the things I missed and then I feel worse. Uh, right. And I also um, beat myself up for not going. Even mm-hmm. with, even before I hear about the FOMO, I'm definitely, I'm like, come on, why didn't you just go? It's not that bad. You know, you just gotta, you, you could have left, but now you're going to be late. Now I don't want to go. I'll procrastinate. So I'm too late to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Brutal. All right. I didn't, I, Dr. Google diagnosed my social anxiety and now apparently Dr. Google was actually right. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather talk to Dr. Muggy though, because uh, I'm sure you're much more accurate. Like I'm not, it's not going to tell me I have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so since like, I'm all about being a cheerleader for people pursuing their goals, but people who don't have social anxiety um, can feel helpless for people when they are close to somebody that does. What can Mm -hmm. they do to help people that have social anxiety? The first thing, I think the most important thing for someone who wants to help is to really understand that, um, they can't fix them. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people, you know, it's just that that nurturing, um, caring part of them, they want to be able to fix it. Unfortunately, there is no way for someone outside of them to fix it. Uh, And sometimes with someone who has social anxiety, when they see someone who's trying to fix it, it it um, it it causes them to feel more frustrated about themselves because they they know there's nothing that they can do or they can feel pressure from the other person to just change it, to do something. Mm -hmm. When again, that, if that fear is so debilitating, even the idea of um, confronting that, um, that obstacle is going to send them into a panic attack. And so one of the things that it, Um, someone can do to help someone with social anxiety, it's to simply check in with them to see how they're doing and be a sounding board rather than trying to get offer suggestions or advice, just allow them to talk. 
Um, because that is the one thing that someone with social anxiety needs to be able to do is use their voice. But if they're feeling invalidated or they're just being told um, it's not that bad or you shouldn't feel that way, it can be pretty um, invalidating. And so mm -hmm. they feel bad about about feeling that way. And when that shame comes up, they no longer have that, even that little sense of safety to say, tell someone how they're feeling any longer because now they feel judged. Mm, yes. So again, wow. that's, yeah. So being a sounding board is really the best way to support someone who has that. Wow. That's, that's a great tip for people who have, who know someone with social anxiety, but they don't know how to help them. Cause I know some of my friends who, um, people who, um, live with, um, different types of anxiety or depression. I mean, I've, I'm grateful that I've never, um, had to, um, ha deal with any depression, but I don't know how to support them. So that's why I asked you this question because it's mm -hmm. so hard to help people when you don't understand how it feels to live with something like that. So, Absolutely. Thank you so much for, um, for giving the, the, the non-anxious people something <laughs> to do. Because <laughs> you're right. Everyone wants to, to, to try to help fix it. Like, it's, like, you didn't cut your finger. It's not a band-aid. Mm -hmm. You can't just fix it like that. So, so it'd be really good for them to understand. Right. And it takes time to get, to get um, over social anxiety. And some people mm -hmm. never 100% get over it. It's something that I have um, dealt with throughout my um, throughout my life, um, and something that I still struggle with from time to time. And so, mm -hmm. I have to do a lot of work on not allowing it to um, prevent me from accomplishing my goals and engaging in social interactions or professional interactions. Um, but sometimes it it does hit harder than others. So I. Yeah. And so I work with my own therapist around it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's great. See, that's a really great lesson that we're always, you can always continuously improve and just small steps forward. And uh, you may go back, you may get better, you may not, but that's okay that you're still trying to improve, which is really all you can do. That's great. Mm -hmm. So where can the people find you? Uh, they can find me on my website. It's serenityfoundations.com. Um, they can send a message on there or give me a call. Um, it's a solo practice in um, Arizona. So it when you call, I do answer. I don't have um, I don't have anyone working for me. So they do get me on the phone and we would discuss what they're looking for, how I can help. And if I can't help, um, I believe in trying to find someone for them. So I won't just send them on their way without having something. That's amazing. That is so amazing. So I will post your link in the description. And now for the final question. So <laughs> if, you, if you died today, what would you be pissed that you didn't get to do? Um, professionally? Uh, my goal, um, before I die is to, um, run a retreat, um, in 
Tuscany. It's Ooh. my ultimate goal. It's something that I've been um, trying to work on for the last few years. Um, but I've been I've been just trying to build my practice, so I haven't done anything with it yet. But if I were to die today, I would be so upset if I didn't get to run that. Wow, that sounds like an amazing retreat. And I really, I, I encourage you to work on it just a little bit, even every month, just to work towards that because every day is a gift. Well, and thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Maggie. And listeners, remember, I believe in you and you got this. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>